Hello and welcome to Pass the Pause, the Contemporary Conscious Woman's Guide to a Magnificent Majestic Menopause and Beyond into a Life of Ageless Living. My name is Dark Blossom and I am your host. Today joining me is the self-made superwoman, the fiery, down-to-earth, mother of four, successful family builder, mother, sister, daughter, career woman, and entrepreneur who now practices as a family therapist and business coach. It gives me great pleasure to welcome a beautiful soul sister, Lillian Sager. Welcome, Lillian. I welcome Elizabeth. I'm really, I'm so happy to be the, the guest here. So I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited. Yeah, me too. It is really an honor to have you come and be one of the first guests on our show. <laughs> so listen, recently I've heard that you've been to a conscious uh, woman's event, a sister circle, as it is called in these conscious communities. How was that? It was amazing. I was really, um, yes, uh, it was so interesting how this event came to me, that I was just feeling the, the call that I, I need to go. And then suddenly was one spot available only to notice and to really reach out for that. And what, I was, what was precious there was that if I'm self going there with open mind, showing my fears, showing my desires, then somehow the other people start to act similar way and the shadows will fade away and the light and joy will arise. And I think this is something, this energy I feel still that, that how much I contribute to the other sisters. If I am the brave one, then this is like a wave to the others. And if someone else is brave for me, then this contributes to, to me. And I think this is the most beautiful thing among the sisters. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like that's like a giving permission. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. To be, to be like I am. And, um, and I think this is something related to me also having the responsibility as a sister to show my vulnerability and to show myself and uh, be accepted and validated by others. And if I do so, then this is my healing. And if I do so, then I will help the other sister to heal as well. And I think this is something beautiful, meaning that if I have the courage, then I can contribute. And if someone else is more brave, more piercing, more full of love, then she will contribute to me, to my healing. And I think this is the beautiful thing there, really be seen and show yourself. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I understand that you yourself are the youngest of three sisters. I am curious to know the difference in your experience between real sisterhood from your biological sisters and what we call sisterhood in the conscious community like what you're talking about right now, what you just recently experienced. Um, yeah, this idea of sisterhood is, is, is ra rapidly emerging within this uh, personal and spiritual growth community. How, how, how would you compare these or in your experience? I think mainly the, the biggest change or biggest difference, what I feel is that to be a, a smaller, younger sister among three, and we have uh, four years different, meaning that two years between my older sister and middle sister, and then two years between my, my middle sister and me. In four years, three girls. Mm. And being the youngest, meaning that I am not the one who is doing the first steps first time for my father and mother. 
I'm not the one who is doing the first words or some other things. The other two sisters have done that already. Meaning I have learned to earn love doing the things better than my sisters among my family. I was the, I am the tallest. Uh, I am the more sportiest. I have had a better grades in my school. I have two two times more children than my sisters have, meaning I have, I have learned to get appreciation and 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 uh, yeah to be noticed through doing. And I think this is something that the competitive uh, sisterhood I would say in the among my own sisters. And with sisterhood, I don't feel this kind of competing thing. I feel that we are validating each other. We are encouraging each other. Uh, I feel seen and loved like I am. Not needing to do, not needing to do something or show something or, or be brave enough. Just one week ago, I had very uh, lovely talk with my older sister. And I said to her that I have gone through so many things. And I was just in Italy beginning of July and I was having the retreat there and, uh, and worked also my mother wound. And our mother was also there. And I was just sharing all these things to my older sister. And first time in our life, she's 47, I am 43. She said to me, so honest thing, she said that, I start to notice again this little girl, the little sister, who you were when we were kids. Yeah. And after you got, after you started to be adult, I, do, I didn't like anymore the woman. And now I feel that we are already connecting again each other as a small children in this level. And this was so precious to hear that from my older sister, because then I get my position back. I can be the smallest sister. Mm. I can be the small one, because I think all my life, I have not been allowed to be the small one, because otherwise I didn't get the affection, I didn't get the love, I didn't get the notice. So I think this is the different main difference for me, has been really. So what would you attribute that to? Would that be... What would you attribute this, um, this what your sister is experiencing and what's happening between you? What would you contribute that to, if you could to say in one or two words? I think there are several things. Um, I can also say that when I started to change myself and really be more solid and more grounded, then I remember that it was also difficult for her to say that I don't want, because she has seen me as a, a spiritual or a therapist or not a sister anymore. And this was very uh, frightening for her and also for my other sister. So I would like to say that it's not like that. It's not happening quickly. But I would say that I have changed myself to be more centered, happier woman. I do differently. And she is not anymore afraid to show herself as well. Mm. The fear layer has gone away. Validation, how do I feel is there? The masks have been fold down. And I think this is the most, maybe the important, precious part there. So my change has also started to change my sisters. I see my older one already. And I see the middle one is also coming there yeah thank you it sounds like to me if i were to translate that that there is coming a uh an openness where your own vulnerability is being shared and yeah or that you or the more vulnerable we become as women whether that is sisterhood in the conscious community or in your case, your real sisterhood, it sounds like vulnerability is a, a, a key element of this um, 
yeah, understanding, I guess I would say. Yes, and you know, the, the interesting part is that I think some uh, half a year back or one, one year back, when I expressed myself uh, the very difficult times when I was 20, when I got my first child, when I moved to the other city, when I started to make a career, um, I was 21, moving away, one year old child, no one, I knew no, no one in capital city. Uh, I mean, if I think about back all this time, it was crazy decisions. Mm -hmm. But this was made because I wanted to survive. I wanted to prove to the world that I'm capable to do everything. I am mm -hmm. a mother. I am a, a businesswoman. I am the one who is really making the change in my life, despite that I have got the child so early. And when I said to these things to my sisters and to my mother lately, that this was the most difficult time in my life. This is, was really like life or death in a way. That am I able to prove that I'm worth more to myself? Mm. And then they all said in the one word, I don't believe you because you were so confident. I mean, you went like, you know, like tank there. You didn't have any worries. I mean, you just went and conquered everything. Yes outside i was going and conquering everything but inside i was a little girl mm. full of fears full of um, questions what if what if what if and nobody noticed that because i didn't show that because this was my pattern stay alone and fight Fake it till you make it. I have learned that well. Mm. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. And now I have, I, now I have relearned that. Stop faking. Show yourself. Because this is important to my sisters, my real sisters. Because this is also validation for them to be weak. To be? In a way. To be weak. To be vulnerable. <gasps> to be... To, to be to to allow yourself to to have fears yeah so i think this is the the big change there yeah so you already touched on something that um i wanted to ask about and that is that your success what you also just described um wanting to really prove yourself uh, this feeling of having to earn versus the being worth it. And you already started to, um, yeah, you touched on that. Could you tell a little bit more about what your biggest struggle or challenge uh, was in being this super mom in this person that um, apparently was very, very strong? What was on the other side of this outer strong woman that was uh, seemingly very successful i think if i think about two things then you know the corona was just there just a few months and still is and i was even thinking that i have four children my oldest one is 23 the daughter is 23 then the second one is 18 year old boy or a man actually then uh, almost the middle son is almost 12 and then the youngest is nine and a half so i have a daughter and three boys and corona time has shown me really what does it mean really to be a mother mm. mother who is really with all open heart willing to be a mother learning to be a mother putting the children first their needs first, mm. putting this kind of surroundings there. Because I think most probably I have shame to say that out that I have been putting my career first because I needed to prove myself and trying to do everything but possible for them as well, of course. But I think as emotionally, I was not available for them. I was rather worrying about the other things yes i was coming back during the night from the business flight 
and then I was preparing the pastries for their next day classmate uh, event. Yes, I have done that all, all, all the night or something because I needed and I wanted to have them something that mother can do for them. Mm. This was very normal for me. Mm-hmm. Coming back from the business, doing for them something, um, this was okay for me. But if I think about back time, then I think I was not emotionally there for their needs. Like I should have been there. And I think this was the most, I think my most struggle has been always that how to combine these things. And I wanted to be the active, happy, joyful mom. Let's do something. Let's do actively something. And we have done a lot of things. Mm. But I think I'm lacking. I think I'm, I'm shamed still. That I think my own mind was too much occupied concerning career. Not their life. Where it should have been. Mm. So I know that I can do better. Yeah. So does our, I'd like to kind of go into the direction of menopause. Is this a phase in your life? You're definitely coming upon it, if not already in it. Um, yeah. Can, I'm not in it yet. Yeah. No. I'm not in it. No, no, no. Oh. My, in my, yeah. If you talk about menopause, then um, no. my, not necessarily, but of course, the, definitely the age. I mean, I also just had a conversation with someone who is very much past the pause. And she said that women cannot start preparing early enough in order to really go into, move into this life of ageless living, which is really the theme of, of um, what I'm wanting to offer to people. Like, how do we do this and how are we going to, get ourselves into this place where um, we are whole and, and full, fulfilled and whole and hearty. So can you just tell me a little bit about what is going on in your feminine cycle? Let's put it that way. Yes, because what I wanted to exactly, the, why I don't think that this menopause is there or something, because I think in my mind, uh, I haven't, figured that out that this is like before and after right because for me um if i think about self already now 10 years 20 years then i see only that i am more mature i will be more mature i will be more feminine i will be more i'm growing to be more in my center and in my power in my uh, divine energy beauty and it's not related to the, the, the pause or after, before or after. It's just a journey. And, um, and lately, for example, I have decided to really uh, stop taking the hormones, to, to uh, not having the, the new children anymore, because I have my children. I want to have the control over my body. I made the operation to really cut the ovaries. Meaning that I wanted to have this control and not to have this kind of fear that what happens. But I love what my body is doing. And if the moment is there, that if the change will come, and not only about the menstruation part, but really the hormone part, then I think it's so important for myself to really keep this mindset that it doesn't take everything, anything away from me because the body just needs to work like that. This is just a body that's doing the work, like getting children, it's doing the work or doing something else. Like the hair will go gray or, I mean, this is just a, just, just a journey. Mm. And along the journey, every day is the valuable lesson to me, which makes me richer. Mm. more fuller more uh yeah more happier in a way so therefore i would say that i haven't given the thought that will i lose something from there rather i see that every day i am getting added added 
added value in a way in my life concerning the quality. Mm, beautiful. So I understand you're in Estonia, correct? Yes. Yes, I'm in Estonia. Well, in your in in the general public, let's just say, how do you experience the topic of menopause? And then I don't necessarily mean in the conscious community, but in your community at large. I think a lot of people are not talking at all about that. Right. I mean, this is something secret, something silently. We need to just survive that. I think it's very similar topic. It's not publicly discussed. Um, I would say also that uh, generally in Estonia, we don't talk about publicly about sexuality or intimacy or, I mean, these are the topics uh, which are not um, nice to talk around the dinner table in a way. Okay. And I think that if this is the general understanding. And then it's the other people who are more conscious, aware, who are saying that this is a part of my life. I'm not ashamed of that. I think this is a beautiful part of my life. And, uh, and the same thing is the, the menopause and all that other things that are happening in my body. But am I ready to talk about that? Yeah. And yes, yeah, it's not openly talked. No. And I heard you say that you actually recently made a conscious choice to change your body so that you can no longer have children which um, yes. could lead to an early onset menopause, doesn't have to. But what I'm curious about is if this moment of your life co coincides with a particular uh, aha moment or a moment of awareness or awakening that you've been going through in the, in the very recent. I think it's everything. I think it is. Because of that, I have made that choice mm. because I have been taking or having many years uh, the hormones to regulate my getting children and I have really planned my children and based on my own values, I do not agree with abortion because my mindset says I'm responsible for going to the, um, to the situation where I can get pregnant. And if I do so, then the child will be born. I don't, uh, I mean, this is a conscious choice from my side. And I have been like that all this. So this, this has been my truth in a way. And uh, so you, recently I understood, yeah. You took birth control to, to make sure that that did. Yes. Yes. Okay. Carry on. Yes. 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 Be meaning that the abortion for me isn't birth control. Right. Exactly. Let's say, yes, because in, in some 20, 30 years back in Estonia, this was very common rule that abortion was like birth control. And for me, it isn't, it, it doesn't make sense for me. It mm. means like that nobody has the responsibilities. Nobody has the conscious choice. Just let's make the choice after but it should be before so this is my truth in a way so coming back that then i had a feeling that when i stopped to have the hormone in my in my body then i felt that my body um, has somehow got alive all the sensations that my body started to feel all the aliveness it can be related also of course my consciousness awakening but somehow it was together the period very 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 much very much close to that when my when i was get rid of the hormones as well extra hormones to to control that and then i was asking myself i have done the choice that i don't want any more children my four is enough is really enough all my energy goes to, to them i don't want any more why should I give my body on the level to numb the sensations? Right. Why should I do that? Mm. Why should I do that? I want to feel these feelings, the sensations, the aliveness, this uh, juiciness. 
and uh, and then I made the decision for myself that this is my body, my choice. And what was interesting was that I felt that I want to communicate out to the, to my children as well that I will go and make this surgery because you are the only children which I have wanted, which I have got, and this will stay like that hmm. before I went to the operation. So it was really important for me to deliver the message to them. Yeah, and and when when the, it was done, it was I'm just wanting to say that it was done. Then I felt so powered, so empowered, so full of, wow, this was a good choice. And then the doctor said to me that Lillian, your mind was so good because everything went so well. The, all the recovery was so like that because the choice and the mind was, was so well set. And does and I think this is something should I just want to add, I think this is something where every woman needs to make herself the choice to over their own body, their children, their responsibilities. And I think there is the power, there is a love. There is then we stop the fear and we step into the love and the conscious choices. Mm. And yeah, this is yeah. And did did but and and does this decision that you made does it correspond with a particular aha moment or a particular moment of um yeah like like one of your biggest i don't know moments of of fear or moments of failure or a moment does it coincide with a really big singular moment um in your life where you thought okay i really need to make some change um, I'm just thinking yes and no. Mm. Why yes and no? No, because I think it has just uh, grown in me and it was not just a one moment. But the other thing I'm, I'm just curious is that, or wanting to say is that when I met one, one guy and he didn't have children and I understood in me and my truth again is that I would like to have children with one man together. That it is like one family in a way, one parents set. And I remember in me when I started that I have made a choice that I don't want to have any more children. But because of him, he didn't have children yet. I felt that this like a natural call in me as a woman. But I can give him one child if he wants, because my factory works very well. I mean, I know how does it, I mean, I'm the beautiful factory, my baby machine for that. And I remember these thoughts in me. And I remember the fear as well afterwards when I thought about it. But if he doesn't have children before, if I will give a child to him now, where does it lead me? Mm. Will I will be the most precious or the child will be most precious? Mm. I remember these fears as well in me mm. and all these kind of discussions. And when I talked to him about these fears and uh, thoughts and mind facts, what has started in me, then it was so beautiful how we shared. And he said, thank you for thinking even about that. But I have decided I don't want to have children. This is my choice. And I'm really happy that you brought up that you are ready to think even to have children with me. And then I started to understand how this mechanism in me starts. Even if I have made a mind-level decision, I don't want to have any more. Then my body starts to think, that ah, but I can give something valuable I can really offer, even if I said that it's enough. I have made the choice. And I think this particular moment made me understand that if I want to stick to my choice and decision and really feel that this is enough, then I need to seal it with action. Mm. Okay. So that maybe this is the, uh, something, yeah. That led yeah. you to that decision. Yeah. <laughs> 
So the way I see you, I know that you have been through a, a moment, like you're now talking about this man that possibly wanted a child, but this has come after the family that you have already established with your husband, ex-husband. Could you ex-husband, tell a little yes. bit about what happened um, in your journey that made you realize that there was more to being this super mom and super woman, like, and how this led to where you are today, this like multidimensional, amazing, full self that is taking the responsibilities for her body and her life. Yes. I think uh, our, our story started that uh, we were quite young. And uh, and we started actually right after high school. So meaning that he was one year old, half a year older than me. We started to, um, ah, this is also something with what I have understood lately, is that uh, maybe this relates also to many other women. But I understood that um, I have pattern to choose the men who are, affected to me not vice versa meaning that i don't see a man before i see the attention affection from his side to me and i start to i start to find it quite nice Hmm, he's fancying me Hmm. i must be really beautiful when he's fancying me this is like this kind of way of um way of uh, getting together and this was similar with my ex-husband he was my friend and suddenly he started to really um show his affection his love his uh, his um everything what what was there and i started to find it quite nice although he was not my choice mm. And I think this is something that I have started to learn many, many years later. That there is not so many men whom I will see and notice and go after. Rather vice versa. I have been noticed and then comes different. Mm-hmm. This is meaning this has not been my choice. I have been chosen. And then I have just somehow yeah, settled with that this is the pattern concerning the man for me maybe this is not related to other women but maybe someone finds it also talk to them and then we just started to make everything happen meaning that we got the child we didn't have any discussion should we got married or something meaning we really have made all our best to really make it happen one day what happened was really that I just couldn't anymore to understand how I was becoming an angry woman. My youngest son, Arthur, was one day saying to me that every time, mom, when you come home, come, coming home, you're so angry. Mm. And then I realized that I know who was an angry woman. My mother was all the life angry woman. When I was a child, she was always angry woman. And I remember the feeling in me when I was really small. She was always the angry woman, unsatisfied, angry, frustrated, emotionally closed, mm. raising the voice very, very, very oftenly. I think I was, I, I feared her. I was scared of her. Mm. And when Arthur said to me, then, then I think this was the, the moment when I said, I don't know, how, how come I have become the similar woman as my mother? And outside of my home, I was shiny, happy woman. And I think I have been this kind of like a two parts that outside I was really happy. And then inside I was angry because I was frustrated because I felt that everything was on me. I was responsible for putting the family together, 
maintain the house, maintain the, all the good life, providing the children the food, providing the cleaning things, everything, household, everything. So I felt so unbalanced way of sharing the duties in our couple relationship. And I'm not ac accusing him because I was the one who was doing that. Mm. I was managed. I wanted to be the super woman. I wanted to do everything. I wanted to be a businesswoman. I wanted to be a household woman. I wanted to be a mother of many children. I wanted to be a good sex kitten. I wanted to be that everything. This was my wantingness to be there. And what I want, want, wanted more, I received less and less and less from him. Hmm. And this made me angry. And I didn't want one day anymore to be angry. And then I started to, then I got one invitation to the course, the um, uh, introduce, introduction to the family system. Sorry? And I thought that I will do the, do the introduction course for the family system, to the oh, family, okay. how the family works, uh -huh. how the therapy, psychology part, everything. And then I went to the course because I thought that I would like to understand why in my beautiful family are happening these kind of things mm. because outside we were like perfect family we have like everything was there but inside was an angry woman inside was a man who was um, spending weekends away from home inside was the I don't know. The children, I think the children were the, doing the best, best how they, they, they were having no symptoms yet, meaning that they didn't show anything out yet. And then I understood that uh, when I started to study, then I started to realize that this is the life where I'm not long, I don't belong anymore there. I need to get out because it doesn't serve me it doesn't serve my ex-husband it doesn't serve our our children anymore so yeah then i decided that i need to leave the relationship we have had 23 years relationship so it, it was a long 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 and how long ago was process. that what what process have you been through um since that awakening, realizing that you, um, yeah, realizing that that you were angry, this angry woman. Maybe you were feeling lonely inside, or very alone. Yes, inside. very. Yes, and, I was. Yeah. And then where you are today? I think um, if I think about back, then uh, I think some four years back. My youngest son, Arthur, was saying that, Mom, you are so angry, I think four years back. Mm. And, uh, and right after I went to study, so and uh, then I started to really, in, in my head, starts to cook that I need to leave the relationship. I need to really get rid of that because I felt so heavy. It's also, I think, this other symptom that I felt, I was so locked in and so heavy. Me, who have been all the life being cheerful, the happy woman, I felt so heavy. I felt that I'm, I'm like a prison. I'm like in a prison. Mm. And it was not nice feeling, not nice feeling at all. And then um, I think one and a half years took me to really, to allow myself to say out the words, I need to stop the relationship. I think almost two years that I allowed because it was not allowed in our family tree. It's not allowed to have divorces. I mean, yeah. oh. it's, not, it's not allowed because it's not based on values. My grandma always said to me that, you know, this is not like a summer job that you go today and you come next day back. It's a, it's a lifelong uh, commitment. You're not getting married and you're ending that like that. It's not allowed. Wow. So therefore, it was very heavy to say it out that I need 
to end it because we can't continue. And you know what's remarkable is, I think in the last period when I started to think about that, I felt very strongly information came into me that we need different partners. We need different partners because I will drive my ex-husband crazy if I stay next to him. And he makes me angry. So, I mean, we need to have just different partners. Otherwise, we will just destroy each other as a people, as a persons. And Lillian, so yeah. you're within the commitment that you had made. And now you have these realizations because you started to take the steps of, of um, yeah. understanding the family dynamics. Yes. And what role has your, um, your spiritual life played in taking the steps that you've taken and doing the things that you're doing today? I think it has been a major part, uh -huh. major, major, major part. Because I think the spiritual growth has given me the trust in life. Meaning that I trust that everything is because of that. It should be like that. All the steps every day made the decisions have to be like that. I have in me the feeling that something bigger is there. And if I have the braveness to stay, step up and to be clear for myself what I want and get after that, then I will receive it. The universe will give that to me, but I need to understand what do I want? What do I want? And so I started to really understand that it was so big mess in my head. And I was also, um, I was not clear what I wanted. I didn't communicate out to my ex-husband what were the, my biggest fears. I was talking with the uh, language of accusations, mm. not language of longingness, yearningness. I'm missing the things. And I, I miss you as a person. I am afraid that if we go along like that, then we are losing each other. I use the language that if you do that, then it will happen like that. I didn't know better. So the conscious mindset has really given me the understanding what has been my part. The conscious mindset. What has been, yes. How, how, how has Tantra supported this conscious mindset? I think Tantra has given me the freedom because you know, the funny thing is that uh, I wish all my life, I, <laughs> this is really beautiful. What's happening to you right now. As soon as you hear the word Tantra, <laughs> your whole being just lights up. I would like to, I would like to yeah, say yeah. that for the people that are listening. <laughs> and you know why? Because I have uh, the feeling in me always that I have this kind of, free, passionful woman in me who is flying. I'm always saying that my soul uh, animal or a bird is eagle. I'm really flying strongly and energy was flows there. Mm. And I think Tantra has shown me what's really there. I didn't know, I wouldn't connect the things, what I feel in me and what's really happening. And I think Tantra has given me the vocabulary or the, the words there or the understanding sensations the ideas and also allowing me to explore to take control over my own pleasure mm. and the body mm. willingness to really go after the pleasure mm. and not stopping myself not hiding myself not being sorry that I am something more. Always I have heard that you are too much. I mean, I mean, don't be too much, don't be too much. And I'm just enough. 
I'm not too much. I'm just full of the light. Mm. And, I, and I think this is something where Patantra has teached me. The present moment, the choiciness, this richness, <sighs> the willingness to go after. At the same time, the consent that I'm able to say no if there is the limit for me. Mm. And I accept the no from the other part if there is a limit for him or her. Mm. So all these kind of things. And yeah. before, before this, like in all of these years of marriage and in your family life with your children, you were not able to give your boundaries? You were not able to say what? I would say like this. I would say like a little differently. I have been, I think I have been quite playful woman. But, there is one but. Esther Perel is saying uh, so nicely that, that if you are taking care of your man like a mother, ah. you are losing your femininity, you are losing your woman, you are losing your pleasure in the bedroom. Yeah. And, and I think one moment I have lost this pleasure and the playfulness in the bedroom because I felt as a mother for him. I really felt that I was the one who was saying what is right and wrong, how, how we need to live, what kind of things. This was unbalanced between us. I remember that. And then it was anymore not pleasurable for me. I was just doing my job there. Mm. I remember even sometimes that I know how to how to make the things happen there. I mean, I, I know exactly what to do. Not that I want to feel, I want to fly, I want to have the pleasure of my life. Would you say that you're, in, in Tantra we learn a lot about the integration of your inner masculine and your inner feminine. Would you say that you were living more out of your uh, inner masculine energy than your feminine energy. Fully, fully. I think I was, um, I was most of my life in masculine energy. And, and you know, the, the story behind that, it's also interesting because my father wanted to have a son, meaning that he wanted to have a boy, the last boy. And all my life, I have been, all my gymnasium and all these life school years, I was like a boy mm. I mean I was not wearing the girl the, the dresses or skirts or something I was playing the basketball and I was very boyish I had my 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 best friends were boys my really I was really boyish and in gymnasium one older guy said to me once if you would believe yourself you are such an elegant woman and I was looking at him and I was like me elegant beautiful me i mean where do you see a woman where do you see elegance where do you see the beauty in my mind i saw myself very masculine at doing the things making it happen not the feminine not the soft not the loving not the caring kind i, I didn't i didn't felt it in me mm. So I think that's why I have learned to be very masculine, make it happen. Mm. And I made it happen, and I made it happen yeah. many years. It sounds and like I you... think Tantra has changed that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like you were this back to that part of being driven by having to earn. Now it makes more sense. You, because he wanted to have a boy, you were trying to earn like, okay, well I can do all the things that boys do. You, do you see me now? Do you want me now? And what I also hear you saying throughout this whole conversation, and this is what's important for the listeners to realize is that coming into our more mature years we are not becoming less of a woman yet we were becoming more we are we are having these years where we can open up to our deeper and our more pure and divine femininity 
would you yeah. say that that is totally that? yeah yeah hundred or two hundred percent yes to that yes as i would say also that if i know what is in me and really this tantra and conscious understanding gives me the the feeling that i'm not needing to earn the love yeah. i am the love yeah i am the love <laughs> i am the love yeah i am the love who is sharing the love and getting back the love receiving the love and this is what femininity does mm, beautifully said i think this is some yes this is something what i feel being in in feminine power means i am creating the love circulating the love Mm. And then again, the masculine part, the, the man can be a man, giving the safety. Yeah. Giving the safety. Beautifully said. And then comes this, yes, and then comes this combination between femininity and masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. So moving further in our lives with the children getting older, possibly our children having children, us moving into being grandmothers, even though we've come from years of being an emotionally unavailable mother, what advice would you give, having gone through this whole process, what you've been explaining and describing in the last hour, what advice would you give to women who have already or you know it, it's it's a very difficult thing to be a mother in this day and age and to prove and to feel like you you know you actually there's some coming from outside we want to be the superwoman we want to be a super mom that leads to us being emotionally unavailable to our children so what advice would you give to to women that say, okay, I'm done with that. And I, I, I am emotionally available. I want to be emotionally available, not just to my children, but to the future generations, to new partners, to new lovers, to new business associates. I really want to, I really, I really want Yes. And then, yes. And I want to really share that. Because, you know, uh, I, I just, before I will start to give advice, I will just share one moment. I was in Italy and in the, during the retreat, there was one lady who was, who was telling, I was representing her mother energy. And, and she was really telling everything what the mother didn't do and how emotionally closed she was. And I was listening all the things and I was noticing that 70% of that talk could have been said from my daughter 70 percent of that i recognized and when my daughter now had in middle of july had the 23rd of birthday we were sitting together in sauna and i said to her you know i had this experience this kind of when one young woman was saying to me as a mother these words and I was recognized them. And I could easily hear how you could say to me these things. Mm. When you were children, you, when you were a child, when you were young. And I said to her that I want one day that you feel free yourself to say these words out to me. That you can liberate yourself from that. And I noticed how her eyes went wet. And I think this is the start. When I have not been, when I have not been the available mother before, then I can start here and now. Right. And I think this is the, my first advice. I can start here and now. It's never too late. It does right. not matter how old our children are. Mm. I can re change i can reprint mm -hmm. the memory i can be different mom now yeah i can say to her 
I am sorry that I did not know how to be better these days. I know now. Yeah. And I think this is something which has been really important for me to be open and say out things which I should have done before, but I didn't. And I take responsibility for that. And I'm saying sorry. And I'm listening more. And I think this is something where we can start with our lovers and our children and our parents to really allow ourselves to hear what they're saying, not start arguing them, but really be curious, be curious of their life to see finally who they are. Also, as a parent, my father unfortunately is dead already, but my, my mother, who is that woman? Not as a mother, but who is that woman as adult? Who is that woman? Why she's doing the choices like she is doing? Ah, yeah. What what are the desires that she has still there? What has her needs there? And and I think these kind of shifts mm. start to shifting, really to be curious. Mm. And uh, yeah, to be and if something really makes the reaction in me, I also have felt that. Then taking the responsible responsibility and saying, you know, when I hear you saying that, then it makes me feel like that. I, 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 I react on that. Yeah. And not that you are making me that, you are fault. But this is something which make me feel a little or wrong, or I hear that something in me so thank you for showing me that something wants to come out from me. Uh -huh. Something which still, thank you for showing me that. That I still are, are having this reactive imprint in me. Hmm. So how do because, you, yeah. how do you um, keep yourself in this state and sense of conscious awareness how what do you do on a daily basis because what you're talking about is having conversations where we need to be really present really aware very conscious so that we can be curious so that we can listen whether that's to our daughters to our children to our mothers is there something that you do on a daily basis to keep yourself in this aligned place yes i think um I think the one thing that is important to know and to do is that one thing at at a time. Because I have been really the multifunctional woman all my life. Yeah. Doing several things all the time, you know, breastfeeding, the pancakes, the shouting to the some mother, the, the, just put some clothes on, you know, all the things at the same time. And yes, one moment it's okay to do that. But generally, we are not giving, giving any energy there, any presence, any, any particular moment. And I think as soon as I understand that, one thing at a time. Mm. If I take time for myself going to my balcony and sinking in the emotions, then this is what I do. I allow myself to sink in the emotions that I have gathered today. And I'm not going there to sink in the motions and then look to the neighbors and then do the dogs and the other things. Or if I allow myself to be there, just notice the surrounding. Then I will notice the surrounding. Mm. Really keep the... I think this is like a training for muscle. Yeah. Like a running, which, which I love to do. Like a running. This is like a training to the muscle. I am keeping the focus on one thing. And I think it's so important and why it's important to keep the focus on one thing. If we talk now with you, Elizabeth, and it's also, I keep my attention to you. One thing, I listen to you. I'm not looking around and what other things are doing. I'm thinking about you. I'm not thinking about my sons who are also somewhere there. I'm thinking about you. Yeah. So it's really- and I think this is the muscle. Yeah. This is a muscle. It's this, it's this muscle of, of going inward and just being yes. with the present yes. moment. Whatever feelings are yes. there, whatever sensations are there. And just, yes. yeah. So you do do this daily. 
in your life now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I understand also that sometimes my, my thoughts are going to wander. And I, then I will not start to punish myself saying some ugly words, but rather say, hmm, interesting that my words and thoughts are wandering. And then I will come back to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have changed also being kind to myself. Uh-huh. Being kinder to myself. Meaning that if I'm not succeeding some things which I have thought that I will, then I will not punish myself for that. But rather, hmm, this was the outcome. What I can provide today. I have done my best. And this is the best. Mm. Yeah. And, Thank and you. that's okay. So, Lillian... What are you busy with now? Where can people find you? And where do you see yourself? It's a multifaceted question. <laughs> but like, what are you busy with today? Where do you want to see yourself going in three years? And how can people find you? Is there anything that you would like to uh, share with uh, what's going on in your yes. current circumstances? Yes, definitely. You know, as I, I have been entrepreneur now seven years. So I feel so much drawn to be an entrepreneur and really do the different things. And to say out that as well, that although I like and love so much the spiritual part and therapy part, which I have lately started to do, the family therapy, systemic family therapy, um, and tantra therapist uh, as I am now. But I really also... I'm honest to myself that I long for the big business decisions. I long to be part of that. Therefore, I'm really doing also the trainings to the companies and um, teaching them to the leadership and communication skills and uh, team buildings and all these kinds of things to really keep this love alive, which I feel that I still have. So I think the best way where to find me is in LinkedIn to find me through LinkedIn and uh, connect from there. As I do the trainings, I do mentoring, and I do also online uh, courses. And this, the, the, the other part is that I have been now family therapist uh, some time, but I feel how I would like to combine the systemic family therapy, like a therapy setup, and also the body work, to really like a tantra therapist side, but combine that. Not only tantra part or therapist part, but really combine. Because I feel like yesterday I had also two sessions with the different families, and I have the feeling in me that my body will give me the impulse that I would like to do with them. And I feel that it will help them further with some moments. But as a therapist, in this setup, I can't do that. I'm crossing the boundary there. Mm. So therefore, in my mind, I'm willing to go further to combine these two parts and deal with more with uh, this, this combined setup because I think this is quite unique uh, settlement, helping the people. It's not a body part, but really a therapeutic systemic view as well. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for sharing your story and your journey and your vision of where we as women all are moving through and into. Yeah, it's been wonderful having you here. And it has been a very inspiring conversation. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was really like a sister to sister. Um, I'm so grateful to you, what you do, and that you open the discussions about so important topics and you will light the people, their awareness about thinking about them. Maybe they have never thought about it even. Like today me, I mean, I have didn't thought about some things. Mm. And uh, or or maybe our talk will help some other people, persons, women, to think about themselves and really 
find themselves the strength yeah to make the next step wherever it leads exactly yeah and i think this is so great what you do so thank you yeah. for, for for making this uh, yeah available for others great yeah. thank you too it's been an honor so thank you everyone for listening and if you would like to know more and you'd like to hear more please hit the subscribe button and there is also a link in the show notes where you can find me thank you very much bye for now